the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. I'm Pam Rances. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. Three vaccine developers, including Sputnik V's, have submitted an application for the possible conduct of phase three clinical trials of their vaccines in the country. First to submit among the three developers was the Gamaleya Research Institute of Epidemiology and Microbiology, who developed the Russian vaccine Sputnik V. Second was the Janssen Pharmaceutical Companies of Johnson & Johnson, and third is the Sinovac Biotech from China. Department of Science and Technology Philippine Council for Health Research and Development Executive Director Dr. Jaime Montoya said Sinovac Biotech has submitted complete documents to the Food and Drug Administration. For the Sputnik V, Montoya said that there is a second round of evaluation. Montoya said that Janssen Pharmaceutical Companies of Johnson & Johnson have not completed their documents. The Department of Health had earlier said all candidate vaccines must undergo a regulatory process before it can be tested in the country. Of course, ina assume natin na they will also apply for eventual marketing dito sa ating bansa po dahil sila gagawa ng clinical trial dito. So yung pong mga mga mag-a-apply o, o mag-submit ng application for actual marketing, meaning magiging available po dito sa ating bansa, ito po ay isusupervise at uh, aalabim pa ng sub-technical working group on procurement na hiwalay po sa amin dahil kami po ay in charge lang ng vaccine trials. So ito po ay nasa Department of Health. So malalaan lang po yung final list kung sino po talaga dito ang magiging available. Depende po kung sino po sa kanila ang magkakaroon ng successful phase 3 clinical trials at maaprobahan po ng ating Food and Drug Administration. Senator Panfilo Lacson urged House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano to resume plenary session and pass the proposed 4.5 trillion 2021 national budget before October 15, the scheduled suspension of the plenary sessions of the Senate and the House. That is the only way to ensure the timely passage of the national budget, Lacson, chairman of the Senate Committee on National Defense and Security, said. Senate leaders, including Lacson, said the abrupt suspension by the House of its session Tuesday night after passing the proposed 2021 General Appropriations Bill might make it impossible for both legislative chambers to pass the GAB and be signed by President Duterte before the end of the year. Anti-Cayetano congressmen claimed that passage of GAB was political masterstroke to prevent Marinduque Rep. Lord Alan Velasco from unseating Cayetano as Speaker based on their gentleman's term-sharing agreement. Although the House suspended its plenary session this week, the Senate continues with its legislative work. They will suspend its session on October 15. But both are expected to resume session on November 16. 
The Department of Education today said that it will investigate malicious activities related to the school opening and will exhaust legal remedies, if needed, to ensure that only accurate information will be given to the public. Issuing an advisory, TepEd said that it has been receiving reports of false information and malicious staged photos on the conduct of the school year 2020-2021 to being, being proliferated, especially in social media. Meanwhile, TepEd also advised the public to verify such information or photos with TepEd first before sharing. This the agency said is for the best interest of everyone who is still adjusting to the transition to distance learning. Earlier this week, photos of teachers in Batanga City who climbed on top of a roof just to get better signal for online learning became viral. In a palace briefing on Tuesday, Education Secretary Leonor Briones said she instructed an undersecretary to get more details about the incident. The DepEd Public Affairs Service said that additional information will be given on Monday, October 12, during the weekly virtual press briefing of the agency. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque Tuesday assured he will seek clarification from the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases regarding the restrictions on foreign nationals with Filipino fiancés. The Love is Not Tourism movement, made by unmarried, long-distance couples, urges governments all over the world to relax travel restrictions and allow them to reunite. In a press briefing last week, Roque agreed with the sentiment and promised to bring it up with the IATF, which he reiterated in today's latest press briefing. Only foreign nationals married to Filipinos are currently allowed to enter the country upon presentation of their marriage certificates. Napakatindi po talaga ng lobby ng mga nag-iibigan at naitindihan naman po natin yan. Hayaan niyo po talagang mamayang hapon may meeting sa IATF. Talagang sasabihin ko, oy mga kasama, kinakailangan aksyon na neto dahil walang tigil ang pagtatanong sa love is, galing po sa love is not tourism. In Metro News, Santolan Station Fire halts LRT2 operations. MMDA collects five truckloads of water hyacinths daily since the start of rainy season. And Manila unveils newly rehabilitated Anda Circle. More from this report. The operations of the Light Rail Transit Line 2 or LRT2 were temporarily suspended until further notice after a fire broke out in its Santolan station on Thursday morning. Light Rail Transit Authority LRTA spokesperson Hernando Cabrera said the blaze hit the uninterruptible power supply at the basement of Line Santolan station at around 5.10 in the morning. According to Cabrera, the UPS's necessary link to the signaling system between the Railways Control Center located at the Santolan Depot and the Revenue Line. He said the management is also now exploring on options on how to temporarily power up the link as well as to determine the timeline when it shall be able to resume safe train operations. The Bureau of Fire Protection Kesson City has yet to determine the cause of the fire. 
Since the start of the rainy season, the Metropolitan Manila Development Authority or MMDA collects five truckloads of water hyacinth every day from the Pasig River. Recently, the MMDA indefinitely suspended operations of the Pasig River ferry service due to the volume of water hyacinths present on the river. Assistant Secretary and MMDA spokesperson Celine Pialago said Pasig River is 27 kilometers long. The agency uses trust skimmer, trust boat, trust trap, and arm backhoe to collect the water hyacinths blocking the river. Water hyacinths sometimes cause the wreckage of the propellers of ferry boats. The Manila City Government officially unveiled the newly rehabilitated Anda Circle in the roundabout at the boundary of Intramuros and Port Area Wednesday night. The historical monument was spruced up with a fresh paints, multicolored lights, and a fountain. The multicolored multi-pattern fountain was installed in a 34-meter diameter pool. It features a variety of jets and nozzles and is powered by humorous submersible pumps. A total of 222 RGB LED lamps light up the water in various colors. Manila Mayor Francisco Escomano de Magosto earlier said pedestrian lanes going the monument will be placed so visitors can safely walk and take pictures there. The Magosto said the city government only used donations from private companies to revive the historical monument. Here are the top news in other parts of the country. 47.6 million worth of shabu seized in Batangas bypassed operation. Wooden-hulled boats still allowed for Guimaras-Iloilo trips. And that's due to COVID-19 in Davao region surge past 100 mark. More from this report. In Santo Tomas, Batangas, seized more than 47 million pesos worth of shabu in a bypass operation on Wednesday that also led to the arrest of four suspected drug pushers. Arrested were Joey Mordes, Lance Esquivel, Angelo Morales, and John Paul Moico. Seized in the operation were around 7 kilos of shabu, the boodle money used by the police in the operation, and a car. Charges for violation of the Comprehensive Dangerous Drugs Act of 2002 or Republic Act No. 9165 are being readied against the suspects while investigation is being conducted to identify the source of the large volume of shabu. The Maritime Industry Authority or Marina 6 in Western Visayas is giving the remaining wooden-hulled boats to operate in the water separating the island the province of Guimaras from Iloilo City until December 31. Marina 6 granted the request of the Jordan Motor Banca Cooperative or JMPC to extend the Certificate of Public Convenience or CPC for wooden-hulled boats traversing their route between Jordan Town Guimaras and Iloilo City. According to Marina 6 Director Jose Vinancio Vero Jr., the extension of JMPC CPC was approved immediately as the procurement of fiberglass vessels was delayed due to the coronavirus disease pandemic. The government has long been calling for the scrapping of the wooden-hulled boats, but it was only prioritized after the August 3, 2019 sea tragedy where 31 people died. The number of deaths due to coronavirus disease in Davao region has surpassed the 100 mark after two more deaths were recorded in Davao City on Tuesday. Based on the Department of Health's COVID-19 Regional Case Bulletin, the total number of recorded deaths in the region was at 101. Meanwhile, 47 new cases of COVID-19 were recorded in the region, bringing the total number of recorded cases to 3,337 and the active cases to 622. The DOH also recorded 54 recoveries. In world news, Russia evacuates thousands as munitions explode in fire. Hurricane, De 
hurricane rather, Delta lashes Mexico's Caribbean coast. And teenager becomes Finland's prime minister for a day. Let's watch this report. Russia evacuated more than 2,000 people from nearby villages after a wildfire set of explosions at a munition depot in the Ryazan region southeast of Moscow on Wednesday, officials said. More than 400 firefighters were battling into the evening to extinguish a blaze that broke out at the depot, the authorities saying five people were injured but no one died. The fire was sparked by a wildfire in the dry grass nearby, the emergencies ministry said, causing munitions to explode continuously. The investigative committee said it had opened a criminal probe into the potential breaches of rules on handling weapons. Hurricane Delta tore across Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula, toppling trees, ripping down power lines, and lashing a string of major beach resorts with wind up to 110 miles or 175 kilometers per hour. There were widespread power outages after Delta slammed into the country's Caribbean coast as a Category 2 storm, having lost some of its earlier strength. But the region appeared to have escaped major destruction, and there were no reports of deaths as the storm headed out into the Gulf of Mexico, churning towards the U.S. Gulf Coast. On Friday, the storm is expected to approach the northern Gulf Coast of the United States, where a hurricane watch has been issued for an area from High Island, Texas, to Grand Isle, Louisiana. Finnish Prime Minister Sanna Marin faced a quieter day than usual on for a day after handling power to a 16-year-old as part of a campaign to promote girls' rights. Ava Murto from Vaski in southern Finland said she was having an exciting day as she faced media on steps of parliament after meeting with the Chancellor of Justice. Murto added that she had learned some new things about legislation. Her message to decision-makers has been that girls need to realize more how important they are and how they are just as good at technology as boys. In entertainment, Korean actor Yoon Bin, star of the hit K-dramas Crash Landing on You and My Name is Kim Samsoon, thanked fans for greeting him on his birthday and making donations. Yoon Bin celebrated his 38th, 39th in Korea, birthday on September 25, and to mark the occasion, his global fan club, The Space, donated 39.25 million won or 1.64 million pesos to save the children Korea, an international non-government organization helping children around the world. The number, 39.25, refers to Yoon Bin's age and birth date. In a video message posted by his agency Vast Entertainment, Yoon Bin expressed his gratitude to his fans. Yoon Bin thanked his many fans not only in Korea but all around the world, sending him birthday messages to do a variety of unique methods, making meaningful donations, and sending over congratulations to his agency. He also revealed that he has finished shooting the movie Bargaining, also known as Negotiation. In sports, Alex Ayala seeks to inch closer to her second Grand Slam title when she tangles with Linda Noskova of Czech Republic Thursday night in the quarterfinals of the French jun Open Juniors. The second-seeded Ayala rose from a second-set hiccup and edged Spain's Larry Romero Gormas 6-1, 4-6, 6-1 for a spot in the final eight. Her best Grand Slam singles performance after a third-round finish at the 2020 Australian Open in January. 
Ayala's feat has so far matched the second-best performance of a Filipino at a Grand Slam singles courtesy of Jason Patumbon, who made it to the quarters of the 2011 Australian Open Boys singles. Felix Barrientos, who is currently the best-performing Filipino at a Grand Slam singles, after making into the semifinals of the 1985 Wimbledon Boys singles. Ayala and Doskova, both 15, have never met on court, although the PH bet holds an advantage in terms of ranking. Ayala is currently number 4 in the International Tennis Federation Juniors, while Doskova is at a career-high number 33. And for our special story, Philanthropist businessman Don Emilio Tiap was bestowed the International Chamber of Commerce of the Philippines Global Excellence Posthumous Award for his remarkable contributions to various major Philippine industries that are worthy of emulation by other Filipinos. The award was received by his grandson, Manila Bulletin Publishing Corporation President and Vice Chairman Dr. Emilio Yap III, at the 46th Philippine Business Conference and Expo, the largest annual business gathering in the country by the Philippine Chamber of Commerce and Industry. This year's PBC was held virtually for the first time due to the pandemic. Yap was cited for his remarkable contributions to several of Philippines' major business industries and drivers of growth and development, including shipping, publishing, pharmacy banking and finance, tourism, and education, among others. The citation reads, His professional and altruistic contribution as a businessman and philanthropist, whose values and generosity touched the lives of many Filipinos and served as an inspiration ideal for fellow business Filipinos to espouse. Other awards at the opening of the 46th PBC went to PCCI Chairman Emeritus Francis Chua, who received the Presidential Excellence Award for his unwavering efforts to support PCCI programs and initiatives. Awards were also given to San Miguel Corporation Andutan, Group of Companies, and National Grid Corporation of the Philippines. Ms. Maritime Corporation and President Edgardo, Edgardo G. Laxon also received the ICCP Global Excellence Award. Businessman Dr. Alfonso C. was also awarded the ICCP Global Excellence Posthumous Award for his contributions in multiple sectors, especially in the manufacturing sector in the exports of products for the fishing industry. And those are the news on web today, October 8, 2020. It's 78 days before Christmas. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. You may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption. I am Pam Rances for Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Join us again tomorrow. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.